go. Trip to the Sweet 16. Katie's got it. Rises up. The shot. And it's gone! It's gone! Wisconsin has won it! 2.7 left. Last chance for the Panthers. And he said he wouldn't take a timeout in this situation. Jesperson. Half-court heave for the ball. One second, got it at the buzzer! And 13 seeded Murray State has pulled off the opening round shocker! What has happened to Virginia? Shock it all! In college basketball, UNBC makes history! You gotta push this to the basket, take it to the basket, guys! Nine seconds! No timeouts left, what are they doing? RJ Hunter for three! Welcome to the 401, episode 23. It is March 20th, 2020. This is our 20th, excuse me, this is our 23rd episode. A lot of 20s in that intro. So this is supposed to be our greatest episode ever, right? Michael Jordan's number, not the greatest start, but could be the greatest show. I mean, even he got cut as a sophomore in high school. That's Hugh Jackson, actually. Or no, not Hugh Jackson. The actor? greatest show what man is it what are you wolverine the wolverine guy what's that movie he's in wolverine it's the greatest show man actually never mind i don't know what you're talking about but welcome to the 401 you can find us on twitter at 401 pod for more great content follow us on spotify leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts because you know this is five-star material i am your host tanner ward and with me as always mr nick dushkit yeah my brain is um also in captivity right now and mm-hmm. hopefully i can open a couple doors up and get some creativity going but it's gonna be difficult i've hit a wall already so it's gonna be fun podcasting today i hope Hope you really get it going in this one. This has a chance to be a really fun podcast. I think it will be. We got some good stuff to talk about. But, yeah, we're going to have to pick it up, Nick. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it's Hugh Jackman. Not what, Who did I say? I thought you said Hugh Jackman. Did I say Hugh Jackman? Did you say Hugh Jackson? Because he was the coach of the Bengals. Uh, no, I don't know what I former, said. Former OC of the Bengals, then he went to the Browns. Okay. Who cares about the Browns? Right. All right. So you're talking a little bit about football already. Let's uh, go into the signings. Yeah. Hugh Jackson. Just uh, FYI, if you, if you Google Hugh Jackson, the former Browns coach, Google will say, did you mean Hugh Jackman? Because obviously no one cares about Hugh Jackson. Was Hugh Jackson the one on the uh, um, hard knocks? Yeah. No. Okay. I get it. I got it now. Get it. Got it. All right. Get it, got it, good. All right, let's kick this off. We got some more NFL news. Of course, there's more free agency stuff going on. Uh, then we're just going to kind of bounce around a little bit. We're going to have fun with this one. And, of course, we will end this with your movie recommendation of the week. So let's kick it off with the NFL news. So the Rams released Todd Gurley. Uh, this was still I thought it was a, bit- a little money, right? Yes, they will still okay. have to pay him. I thought this was a little... A little odd. Like, I get they were trying to trade him. Couldn't find a trade partner. But if you still have to eat the money, which I assume they're not eating all the money, but why release him? 
I, you know what? That That is a great question, Tanner, and only certain <coughs> people know, but to us, this looks like the dumbest, one of the dumbest moves. I wouldn't say the dumbest move, well, but a dumb move. I mean, if you're worried about his knees, so why not release him later? I, I understand they had the reason they released him the day they did, which was yesterday, I think. Yeah, the re- the reason they released him when he- they did, they were gonna owe him like ten million the next day if they didn't release him. Yeah, but why not run him into the ground? So you know he has the knee injury. Okay, well next year, forget about saving him for the playoffs or anything. Run him into the ground and then release him. I I don't really get it. Yeah, I mean I don't know how much he can run, so maybe it'd be walk him into the <laughs> ground or. Uh scooter him into the ground i don't know or if, if he's only good for three games i mean make him a complete workhorse for three games and then now you're back to where you would be now anyways yeah i mean maybe him and his agent knew that and they're just like i mean i won't perform as well as i i should if you don't play me the way or something, I don't know stuff like that. I feel like it's just a complete drama show. Um, especially, I mean, NFL is a, I mean, it's a drama show itself, but, um, this just, this just screams drama to me, honestly. So Todd Gurley signs with the Falcons. Yeah. One year deal, 6 million. He gets a seven and a half million dollar bonus from the Rams and two million offset. I don't really get you want to know the funny thing is like I every time you like um you don't go after them, but like someone will tweet you something. I know like Connor Cramsey tweeted you something about the Falcons or something, and you're like, Why would they drop a whatever six million running back to sign another six million running back? Blah blah blah. Yeah. I can't remember the exact numbers and the tweet that you said, and I'm just like, I, I mean, I I try to go with the other people just to kind of see how you react to it and stuff. <laughs> like, I want to play kind of like devil's advocate with you, <laughs> and nothing. I, I didn't think I was going to be right, honestly, but here we go. <laughs> yeah, and what you're referring to, yeah, they they said the Falcons were a destination. I don't know if it was for Todd Gurley. I think it was for uh, Melvin Gordon, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and my that was my argument. They they just released Devontae Freeman, who they owed like eight and a quarter to. I was like, why the hell would they cut Freeman just to sign another big ticket running back? That doesn't make any sense. And it still doesn't, but the Falcons did it. They've saved like two million at the running back position. You're still paying the running back position a lot of money when you don't need I to. I hear a train. Uh oh. Oh, I was wondering what that was. I thought maybe you had some sound effects going on. No. I, that, train. Sa- that train sounds angry that the Falcons would be. But, yeah, I don't I don't really get it. I don't really know if NFL GMs know what they're doing. I Honestly, yeah. I think a good roster gets built. They just got lucky. I think this but, virus screwed everyone's thought process up. Like, this was a maybe. pretty good, like, free agent signing, I feel like, th- this year. Like, a lot of people went different places. Well, it wasn't good, like, as far as, like, being smart goes. Because yeah. there was a lot of dumb money spent, but there was a lot of big names that moved around. Is Clay Matthews so, going to go back anywhere? Where do you think he'll land? I don't know, man. Green he's Bay? been so 
he's been so ineffective the last couple of years. I don't know who's going to want it. Like, who's going to pay him any money? No. Yeah, I mean, sure, he can come back to Green Bay if he takes a really cheap deal and plays not even every third down. I don't even want to play. I don't even know if I want him on third down. <laughs> Just to maybe sell a couple more tickets to people who, like, still have Clay Matthew jerseys. But, yeah, like yeah, David so Perron coming back to St. Louis. Yeah, there you go. So Perron was good still when he came back. I mean, that second time he came back was he was pretty god awful. I'm not gonna lie to you. So you're saying they need to bring Clay back a third time? It wouldn't hurt, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now Todd Gurley becomes the second straight like franchise running back of the Rams to go to the Falcons via free agency. So Spider-Man meme, Todd Gurley looking at Steven Jackson. I don't know what that means, but all right. That's the Spider-Man meme. Where the, sp- the two Spider-Mans are just pointing at each other. All right. I don't think I've seen that one. How have you not? I don't know. My uh, you been- social media usage has been through the roof too. <laughs> Have you been quarantined for like the last 10 years? I'm not even quarantined. I'm in freaking ground zero, whatever the hell it's called. I'm in goddamn <laughs> grocery stores, and you are too now. Just trying yeah. to – I mean, my hands hurt from how many times I've washed them in the last three days, four days. Uh, word of the wise, if you guys need like chicken or ground beef, you better get to that store within 30 minutes of it opening. I'm just saying. Yeah. Thanks, Santa. Just word of the wise. Yeah, I'm just just PSA, okay? But yeah, this honestly, this move somehow makes Bill O'Brien look even dumber, which I thought was pretty hard to do a couple days ago because Bill O'Brien traded for a large contract running back in David Johnson, who was out of favor with his team, and he ends up not even getting a first-round pick back but gives up his number one receiver, one of the best in football, and DeAndre Hopkins – and now the Falcons, they just get to sign Todd Gurley with the Rams paying them more money. It's like uh, um, Moneyball. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thanks for that long pause. Are you taking a drink or something? No, I was waiting for you to like connect the dots between Moneyball uh, and this scenario. One well, Moneyball, they would take players that other teams owed the money, mainly the Yankees to be better so is that that was just like prime. one player though wasn't it i don't know that i'm was sure just... they did more than once dinner I, I don't even know if the yankees owed who was that uh, player i don't even remember movie. that guy's yeah, I don't name no either oh. yeah bill o'brien's a big dummy yeah i got at the i don't see i don't see his tenure with the texans lasting much longer now mm-hmm. Like, you just took your best weapon away from your young quarterback. Yeah, I agree. All right, more news. Melvin Gordon signs a two-year deal with the Denver Broncos. The $8 million a year he's going to make is uh, puts him as the fourth highest paid running back in the NFL now. So, Denver Broncos probably still not making the playoffs next year. Nope. I mean, you never know. Young quarterback still and everything with Locke. You don't know how good he's going to – um, come out next year and perform. Like I, I mean, well, I, I don't I mean, call him out, but the chances as a team and as a roster that you see right now isn't a great look still. But 
not going to call them. I mean, that offense, okay, Drew Locke, they won, what, four of their last five or whatever with Locke? Mm -hmm. Talking uh, Cortland Sutton, emerging star from last year. Every mock I've seen has them grabbing a receiver with their first-round pick, which they are in position to grab a high-end receiver out of this very talented draft class. Deshaun Hamilton, the wide receiver three. Noah Fant, the tight end. Like, that offense is looking deadly. Now you're talking Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. I don't know what they're going to do with um, Royce Freeman now. But then they've brought in some pieces for the defense. Like, this Broncos team – they might be poisoning themselves to make a wild card run behind the Chiefs. I mean, that's success. They they didn't make the playoffs last year, so it's it's an improvement. Now, is it the I improvements mean, yeah. that you want to see when you sign a big player like this? I'm not even going to say an E-word right now. but Definitely don't say E-word. Yeah. But I don't really get why the Broncos would throw money at, at Melvin Gordon. Like you have Phillip Lindsay, who's rushed for 1,000 yards. Back-to-back seasons, right? Um, all right. Philip Lindsay, two years ago, a lot, lot, lot better. I don't know what happened this year. Maybe he had an injury or something, but he really wasn't that good in the beginning of the year. Like I said, maybe second half he stepped well, up I mean, or something. I don't really know. I didn't follow him that much because Joe, he wasn't as good as they he had, was last, two years ago. They had Joe Flacco at quarterback. Well, that's true, too. There is, there is a uh, – it hurts him a little bit to have him as quarterback because he can't throw, he can't run, he can't do anything. Yeah. So he has rushed for over a thousand his first two years in the league. Now it did take him thirty more carries to get there this past year. So he went from five and five point four yards per carry to four and a half yards per carry. That's still really good. Four and a half a carry. Uh, I think another factor in that is they were trying to get Royce Freeman involved. Oh, he did so, pretty good. I mean, he was the goal line player, and he. I mean, there were some games where he had two or three, two touchdowns and but, like eighty yards. Not many games, I'm not going to say, but. But I don't get. I still don't get this with the Broncos because, like, well, you have Philip Lindsay, who you can literally run to the ground the next three years because he was an undrafted rookie free agent, like. He's and on you a cheap why contract. Backs want to get paid more is when you're using these slogans, run him to the ground and just beat him to death, pretty much. Yeah. Every year. Like running back, running backs don't matter. Well, they do, but apparently not in your eyes. Hey, real quick though, no. who's better, Philip yeah. Lindsay or James Conner? Mm. I feel like that's, that's really close. Good. That's a really good one. Man, I don't know. Um, God, what's Lindsey done in the receiving game? I don't think he's that 35 big receptions. receiver, is he? I guess I'd go with Connor. I don't know, man. I think Lindsey might actually be more productive. I, I think he's faster for sure. Philip was he's a little shorter, stocky dude, isn't he? Yeah, you know what? I think I'd take Lindsey. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, James Connor's not a bad running back, it's just I think Philip Lindsey's just. Just a little bit better. That was a really good comp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so last last bit of NFL news for right now, then we'll kind of jump around a little bit. But Eric Ebron signs a two-year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two years, $12 million. I like it. I like the weapon for Big Ben. That's going to be a fun – I think he'll be a fun guy to discuss during fantasy draft mm-hmm. season to figure out what to do with Eric Ebron. Here's the big thing for me is 
Ebron got he got two years, twelve million, while Jimmy Graham got two years, sixteen million from the Bears. And Jimmy Graham is a washed up bucket of bolts. Yeah, I mean Ebron is. I mean he had one good year. I mean. And the Indianapolis Colts were the hottest team when he had that one good year, um, winning what like okay, seven but, of like eight games to finish it off or something like ridiculous. But Ebron did it two years ago. That's when it was. When's the last time Jimmy? When's the last time Jimmy Graham oh, did anything? <laughs> <laughs> like Never. seriously, who was the? When did, when did he, it was Jimmy Graham when did he, and. Um, who were who's that star wide receiver that had it for the Saints when Jimmy Graham was there? I don't want Marquise Colson. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. No, I think it was Col- uh, Marquise Colson. Okay. Yep. Yeah. No, he hasn't done anything since then. I don't. I haven't heard Marquise Colston. Right. Yeah. Col- Colston. Yeah. Well, he he retired. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Definitely weird. A lot of. I don't know. I mean, Jimmy Graham, I guess, has experience. He's been on more teams, so maybe he can help defend. I don't even know if they do that in the NFL or not. Like, hey, this is what they do when this situation comes up or blah, 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 or what they try to do. But, I mean, how many – so he's been with – this would be his fourth team, Jimmy Graham? Yeah. Yeah. He's a part of a nine tight end crew out there in Chicago currently. Mm -hmm. He's not a blocker. Mm -hmm. Their other tight end – they still have Trey Burton. Is Trey Burton still there? Hey, did Antonio Gates retire yet? Um, I think so. Okay. He played this year, though, right? <laughs> no. No, they had Hunter Henry. Are you sure he didn't play, though, some? Uh, I know he didn't, right? I'll look it up. You just keep going on. I think Trey Burton's still a bear. If so, that means their top two tight ends do not block. Yeah. At all. All right, Antonio Gates stats. Let's look at this. I'm I'm gonna beat nope. you there. No. Nope. Bam. Got it. Twenty eighteen. Last year. Bam. Done. Told you. I knew it. Just Hunter Henry. Never had doubt. He did for sure. I I, I smelled <laughs> the doubt in you, Tanner. He clearly didn't. I know, but you, you were questioning yourself a little bit. Yeah, because my mind was distracted. Who's the oldest tight end right now, then? I feel like there's really old ones still. Is it is it Jimmy Graham? No, it's not <laughs> Jimmy Graham. I'll think of it later. It's probably it's probably Jason Witten. That could be true. Uh, and, and Greg Olson, really. They're both old. And they, I mean, Witten got yeah, a new deal with too. Man, my brain is just not. He's with the yeah, Raiders, right. and then Olsen is with the Seahawks. They got to be the two oldest. Yeah, they ones. have to be. Oh, I mean, Jared Cook looks old. I don't think he is old, but Jared Cook looks old. Oh, Jason Witten's rookie year was two thousand three, the same as Antonio Gates. He's he actually listed a as year. a tight end wide receiver. So he just okay. wanted to play maybe as many so, years as Antonio Gates. 2003, Greg Olson's rookie year was 2007. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Greg Olson's oldest could be. You know who's one name who sounds like he's really old, but he definitely isn't? No. Actually, no, he is older than I thought. 
Delaney Walker. Yeah, that is true. Rookie rookie year 2006. Wow. Like you think Walker, you think he's like rookie year was 99. All right, Tanner. A little, <laughs> little stretch there, <laughs> but let's get going. All right, so Tom Brady is officially a buck. Two years, fifty million. All of it guaranteed, right? Right. With all, yeah, fifty guaranteed. I think he's got some incentives oh, I'm sure in he there. Does. Probably. I mean, he's he's a GM right now too. So, so Tom Brady now has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait. OJ Howard and Cameron Brait were a weird combo, and I don't think. I don't know where they're going to fit into the system. I know that two tight ends and Brady sounds really good, especially when they had Hernandez and uh, Gronk. But OJ Howard just had nothing last year. He didn't do anything. You can't ever compare the two tight end system of Gronk and Hernandez. I'm just saying he likes. He he played really well when they had both of them. Well, obviously, because he had two tight ends who were absolute freak matchups. Yeah. Like you're not going to get that again. I mean, OJ like, Howard that would be had like one of, again two years ago. Where are all these players at? I mean, they had good years two years ago, but last year they all sucked. It seemed like OJ Howard had a great year two years ago. Did absolutely I don't think he had that good of a year. I think he had a pretty good year second half. Because no, well, who, he well maybe maybe just second half, but he actually. Yeah had the same amount of catches each year at 34. Yeah, maybe he was just a second-half guy. I think I picked up him on a fancy, and it was, like, actually helpful. Um, and then, who was I thinking of? Uh, what am I thinking of? Who's Brady have now? Oh, uh, Brate. Brate's good. I like him. I think he'll do really good with Brady. Um, I just read right before we got on here that Brady did not ask Godwin for the number 12 yet. I had heard that neither – those two hasn't haven't talked yet. I just read that they did on the Espen oh. map. Well, maybe I read the wrong Why thing. Why are you highlighting all this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Tom Brady's a buck. Let's go into our next thing. Yeah, take it away. All right, best athletes to play for just one team. So I don't know how this stemmed. I think maybe I was listening to ESPN Radio. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, I was kind of listening to a similar segment the other day where they were – because it was right after Brady had talked about uh, or announced he was leaving New England, and they were discussing these great quarterbacks who didn't finish the their career with the same team. I believe it was Mike Greenberg talking about it. And at the time, I was like, you can't really compare them. Because a lot of the Hall of, Fa- Hall of Fame quarterbacks have changed teams, and typically it's not by their choice. Yeah. Like with Joe Montana. Joe Montana goes to the Chiefs. Well, the Niners decided to go with Steve Young, who was behind him. They were thought he was ready to take over the reins. It was time to move on to Young. So it was like, all right, Joe, thanks for everything you've done. See ya. The Packers, Brett Favre retires, and they said, well, all right, well, it's time for Aaron Rodgers to take over. Favre wants to come back. He decides he doesn't want to retire and come back. They're like, no, no. You already gave the keys of the car to Rodgers. So Favre's like, all right, I'm going to go to New York now. Brett Favre is like Rodgers. And then, of course, he just couldn't ever quit. quit. Had the fire in him still. And then, of course, the Colts with Peyton Manning, 
they had a, a decision to make. They didn't even know if Manning would ever be able to play again. And they had the number one pick to grab Andrew Luck. They had to make that decision. They made it. Hindsight 2020, honestly, the Colts would have been better off keeping Peyton around for his final four years of playing just because Andrew Luck retired early. Like they never put a good enough team around Luck for him to do anything. But if, if again, hindsight 2020, I mean, they knew Peyton was going to come back and be as good as what he was, he probably wouldn't have broke the record, honestly, because different system, different personnel, yeah. the touchdown record. But they might have made a run, a, a run at another Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure John Elway and um, what's his name, Lynch, their GM, um, I can't remember his first name, made him an offer that. John, John Lynch? Okay. Very easy was, name to remember, and I just don't. So just leave it alone, all right? Was he the – was he the Niners had GM been when they were trying close to get him? to it? I think he because he retired in like what a year later he became GM. I don't remember the timeline yeah, of John Lynch, but anyways, it definitely wasn't. It was not a year after he retired. It was, I mean, it was pretty quick. You think I don't so? Know. Anyways, um, yeah, they Anywho's. just made him an offer that he couldn't refuse. Probably so. Uh, even if he, maybe he wanted to stay with the Colts. Maybe he wanted to do the Brady. You never know. Like uh, Marcelo oh, so Zuna. John, okay. Do you see? Did you read that thing about Marcelo Zuna and like he wanted to be a Cardinal still, blah blah blah, and he doesn't really like it in Atlanta right now. But he thought the Cardinals were going to at least match the offer, and they didn't. No, <laughs> well, it's a good read because he's like, it seems like he's sad that he's in Atlanta and not a Cardinal. So, <laughs> ha ha. Even though we don't have any baseball right now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. John Lynch played till 2007. That sounds just about right to me, then, timeline-wise. Okay. Yeah. So, All right, Actually, so, yeah, so, stimming, and then, I oh, it was something I read on ESPN. That's what it was. Um, and so, they were doing mo- mostly baseball players. I'm just looking at them, like, how many, how many one-team players can make the Hall of Fame? Especially in a in a decade that there's a whole bunch of trades and I mean, not a lot of people favor the team more than the money or the opportunity that they get. Uh, well, with the money out there now, exactly. how could you? I mean, Yelich is one of the guys that you, you haven't really seen in a while where he just wanted to stay with that organization and do that team friendly deal. Um, I mean, there's been a couple of players to do that, but I'm actually interested to see if all these players on the list that I wrote down, stay with their team and i think most of them will so these are all future hall of famers these no no well they're saying yachty's uh up in the air actually for some reason i don't know why or maybe with wayno this is offensive numbers yeah i don't know so they want yachty and wayno to go in as a pair though i did read that yachty wayno in the hall of fame where'd you read it spin man i don't go to any other stupid sites that's a lie. I do, but I read it on ESPN. Well, I mean, all right, go okay. go ahead. So Mike Trout seems like he's gonna do it, but he could be like that Albert Pujols and maybe just kind of find a couple more years and just soak in the money somewhere. Um, so he's on a I don't know when this started that twelve year huge deal, blah blah blah. So yeah, go on. No, I mean, just oh, go yeah. ahead. Like, all these guys are on track to be future Hall of Famers with their whole yep. career with one Buster team. Buster Posey, Joey Votto, 
Clayton Kershaw, Steven Strasburg, and Ryan Zimmer, and the one we hate the most probably, Ryan Braun. I don't hate Ryan Braun. I don't like I I don't I don't hate anyone. It's also a Ryan Zimmerman. Zimmer. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's my rebuttal of that real quick. I'm not really sure Wayno's there. Uh, I'm going to look up a stats real quick. I don't think he's put a f- full career together enough to really be a Hall of Famer. I think he makes the ballot. Not really sure if he gets okay. in. And, I mean, again, I'll look at numbers soon. Strasburg, way too early to tell as far as numbers go, just because he has that one amazing season. Other than that, it's been a lot of injury prone. Hasn't been able to put full seasons together. All right, well, you're, you're making an argument about whether these people are going to make the Hall of Fame. And I think I'm more about, are well, they going to stay with the same team for the rest of their career? So okay. kind of do both. Well, Ryan Zimmerman has done it. Ryan Zimmerman has done it as far as the one team his whole career, but he will, I, I don't think Ryan's, I think he's in the same boat as Wainwright where he had a really great career, but not a I think the Hall sports of Fame writers career. like him too much. And I think he's more in that boat that maybe he'll get more favorable votes. Yep. Expect. But you also look at, like the the Hall of Fame ballot's getting so mm-hmm. clogged right now. Like it's it's just ridiculous that you just know that people are going to start falling off too early and not get the the chance they deserve. I think they need to fix that. But at say I don't think Zimmerman really pushed the needle enough. Now Wainwright did have two 19 win seasons and two 20 win seasons in a five year two time World Series champ. He too. went. He yeah he went 19 19 and eight 20 and 11 14 and three. 19 and 9, 20. If he would have won a Cy Young. Really great year. Because he came like second one year in a Cy Young race. He's been um, Cy Young. He's been second. He's been the runner up twice and third place twice. So do you think if he won a Cy Young, he would be a little bit more she went to be in there? Yeah. I think two time world champ, two time 20 game winner, and a Cy Young. Uh, he might sneak in there on the last, you know, two three ballots he's ha- he's on. Yeah, but I don't know. He, I actually, I mean, he posted a sub three ERA three times in his career in that same stretch, like basically from two thousand nine to two thousand fourteen. One of the best pitchers in all of baseball. When's Carpenter eligible? Matt, uh, not Matt Carpenter. Jesus, Chris Carpenter. Chris Carpenter. Um, I don't remember when he it retired. It would have been. So, like, the 11 is when we won the World Series. So, I'm going to guess. 2012 is when he retired. So, he's so he's, yeah. he would have been eligible. Do you think he'll make it? He's probably already off the ballot. He's probably already really? off the ballot. If you haven't seen him. Larry Walker, yeah. I feel like, retired way before. Yeah, but here's the thing. Chris Carpenter... If you don't get enough votes or had, something. Then... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have a certain amount of percentage of votes okay. to stay on the ballot. But Chris Carpenter had two really good seasons. Like He had two amazing seasons, three pretty good seasons, and the rest of his career yeah. was kind of... Like, his American League career was subpar. His National League career was either great, good... Didn't mm-hmm. play because of injury. Okay. All right, Tanner. So if people have been kind of tuning into us 
as of, I mean, probably about 20 episodes, I'm not going to lie ago, we kind of talked about um, head coaching and playing games that just really shouldn't be played. And I think mm-hmm. we have a situation here where Matt Patricia kind of took a power stance and he shouldn't have to a player that did not deserve it. Yeah, I think he tried to Belichick and he's not Belichick. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he tried, he tried to be too much of a hard ass, but he didn't have the respect enough yet. So you read the story then, I'm sure, too, of whatever all happened. I, I briefly read over their encounters, but I don't remember them to a T. Okay, so I think he said well, he pretty much. It, Darius... it was Darius Slay. Just, just to get all the context out there. Darius Slay just traded from the Lions. He's been wanting out of, out of Detroit for a while. He was just traded to Philadelphia, right? Yeah, just mm-hmm. traded the Eagles. Comes out and just starts bashing his former head coach, Matt Patricia, former defensive coordinator of the Patriots under Bill Belichick. Just starts ripping them. And, like, a lot of these stories, pretty crazy what came out. So, I don't know, man. Patricia's days as a head coach might be over. Oh, I go, think so, too. But – Go go ahead and go back to what you're saying. Right, um, so just real quick, obviously, I'm not going to overextend this combo. Uh, so Matt Patricia and Darius Slay started off to a rocky start. Um, he said when they he got hired and they had their player coach meeting, um, that he told Darius Slay that he was not the e word, and I that's exactly how he said it. He's like, "You are not elite." Um, he just came off a Pro Bowl year, um, and he was training with like Sherman and a whole bunch of really good cornerbacks. Yeah. It was um, it was Sherman and uh, who was the other one? It was someone really good. I can't remember right yeah, now. Told him he shouldn't be training with. Oh, them. um, um, oh God, Talib. Uh, yeah, Akib Talib. Yeah, and yeah, maybe another player. Um, and so it's a really rocky start when your head coach is bashing you for but, making a Pro Bowl team the year before. Yeah. Told so, him I mean, he, shouldn't be, he he shouldn't be training with those two because they are yeah. elite, and he was just good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he had two more Pro Bowl years, blah, blah, blah. The relationship did a little shaky. I mean, maybe you do a little tough love in the beginning to have a chip on your shoulder. And then you congratulate a guy. Like, hey, I want, I knew I saw it in you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then one day at practice, uh, he said a wide receiver beat him a couple times. And after the, the practice, he gave, you know, props to the wide receiver. He's like, I didn't have my best day, but this guy did really good today. Congrats and posted it on Twitter. So the next uh, video day, Patricia pulled that photo up right away and was like, I don't want any of this. I want you competing every single day. I want everyone to be fighting, blah, 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 so, kind of something like that. And just calling him out directly in front of their, you know, their whole team and like saying, no, you suck pretty much. Don't post this. So very rocky relationship. Yeah. And apparently and uh that last story was confirmed by a couple of other players. And apparently he's also like chewed out carry on Johnson in front of the whole team, like in kind of an, an embarrassing way. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Patricia, the stories that he's had with Darius Slay, he was trying to motivate him to do better. And then they completely backfired on him. Like, oh, just for sure. Took a complete wrong approach to get more motivation into his player. Yeah, completely backfired, and yeah, his days as the Lions coach might be over. I mean, yeah, honestly, they probably should be. Like, he has not delivered on his end. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be a defensive-minded guy. That Lions defense has not been good, 
So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it might be time for the Lions to start over again for the millionth time. I think my favorite Matt Patricia thing is like, I mean, what, how many years ago was he the defense coordinator for the Patriots? And they couldn't stop anyone for like the first six weeks of the season. And you can just see the tension between Belichick and him on the sideline every single yeah. game about like, uh, when is this defense going to become good? I think they well, went to the Super Bowl that year and maybe won it. I don't even know, but that was a great time. Well, it always felt like when Patricia was at the helm of the defense in New England, they always had a bend but don't break defense where they mm-hmm. would give up yardage, occasionally give up some points, but their defense always capitalized on turnovers and made plays when it mattered. But they weren't a great defense. They just would make enough yeah. plays in the game. That's how it always felt. So I always thought Patricia was kind of overrated as a defensive guy because you look at like early in Brady's career when they were winning Super Bowls in New England, like that defense was one of the best in football. Then look, Patricia leaves and goes to Detroit. That defense, uh, this past year, that defense was the best in football, or one of the best you could make the argument for, I guess. But I feel like their defense has been the best when in the Brady era when uh, Patricia wasn't there. So I felt like mm-hmm. he's very overrated from the defensive side just to start with. Yeah, I mean, you could be right. I, I, I haven't followed his career that much. With the Lions, though, the Lions are just such a different offense. Like they can score in bunches, they can do whatever they want if they if they're healthy and their wide receivers, you know, are healthy too. I don't know what I would say, but I mean they've had talented wide receivers and you know not an unhealthy quarterback, so um, they can score and they can outperform teams, but they could just never make that big stop at the end or something like it. And that's what that's what he got hired for, and he just can't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, I honestly, I hate seeing drama like this in the league. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, I don't like to see it, but it does happen. And again, like usually when a player moves on from a team and they immediately like start attacking the coach or the front office, you kind of, kind of, kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. Like maybe they're just pissed that they got traded, got released, whatever. Yeah. But then apparently some other players started backing it up. And I mean, if that's the case, like, again, I don't, I don't really see Patricia sticking around that much longer. Yeah. All right. Let's go to more. Um, I know you, this is kind of sad for you, Tanner, because some of the people that you, uh, you cried for and bled for this year almost. <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't bleed for him. Thank God. <laughs> there was no, there was no tailgating injuries that cost me to bleed for him. But yes, well, if I was yet- to a game. You would have bled. <laughs> there was a lot of yelling at the TV, a lot of ups and downs with this team. But, yeah, so the XFL season is officially canceled due to Corona. So they had originally canceled it. But I think it was more of a suspension because I think they were hoping to bring it back. Yeah, it is now officially canceled. And XFL players are free to sign with NFL teams on March 23rd. So. Oh. That's, yeah, that's quick soon. Yeah. Goodbye, Kenny Robinson. Maybe Russellino. Maybe Pearsonell, Matt Jones. Probably more. But yeah, who really knows though, honestly. I mean Go well, definitely Kenny Robinson's a one hundred percent going to the NFL next year. Okay. And I would say Russellino has a pretty good shot at going. The rest, borderline guys. Mm-hmm. And so I see them going to at least training camp 
like the three I named Pearson, Matt Jones. Oh, it's just two. <laughs> and more though you wrote <laughs> but and more and the probably more section too yeah i see several guys from the battle hawks at least going to camp if there is a camp we don't know like if this fire sticks around the nfl does season camp usually start like dead summer why why do you keep asking me questions oh uh, my god when I is it july uh july or august sounds familiar to me no it's gotta be july I just you keep asking me these questions that I don't remember the answers to, man. No. I mean, I, I feel like we'll be. I mean, I don't know. Sports around are supposed late, to start around May. With it's no late fans. July. Okay, late July. Late, late July for training camp. I think, but yeah, so I I see some of these guys like getting invites to rosters, not making the team, going back the XFL because yeah. they know they'll have a spot. And if that happens, I just hope they go back to the Battle Hawks. Mm-hmm. All right, more football, but good news this time, it looks like. This is good news. Yeah. I saw this the other day. This is super exciting. NFL Game Pass is free of charge until May 31st. You're welcome. You can watch, <laughs> like, any game. I'm pretty sure it's any game from, like, 09 to 2019 free of charge right now. Nice. So May Till May 31st. So if we all get self-quarantined, we possibly may not lose our minds. Fair enough. All right. Isn't I mean I haven't got we it yet, but I missed You're to do terrible it. with su- subscriptions, though. Yeah. <laughs> that is noted. <laughs> terrible subscriptions. Update all the subscriptions I mentioned in the other show that I meant to delete and haven't. I it still haven't done it yet. Like, yeah, I, still I mean, it's haven't. not a good time to delete subscriptions for anything right now. Well, so, or, I did uh, get an email from Planet Fitness that they are freezing all accounts there. So now at least I'm not paying money to not go to the gym. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, now I'm not paying money to not go to the gym. So that's kind of nice. I think I'm still paying, but oh well. Did you see that Like uh, all barbers... And whatnot are getting shut down. Mm-hmm. I got a haircut right before, luckily. Uh, I did too. Like I just got one late last yeah. week, so I'm feeling yep. it. Like, I will. I'll shave my own head to get through this thing. My dad said I'm getting a thousand dollars for te- or for uh, this virus thing. I think like the yeah, state or something's like, giving everyone thousand bucks. That's everyone's getting a thousand bucks. But then, then I was like, I wonder how right. bad we're going to get screwed on taxes next year. But oh well. That's true. I still <laughs> got to do my taxes. <laughs> well, they froze all that. They pushed it to like April something or pushed the date. It's not, yeah, it's not froze. They just extended the yeah. date, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have till like July now to file your taxes. My bank account's actually looking pretty good. I haven't like, I, th- I had this thought the other day and. The people that I told didn't have as good of a reaction as I wanted it to be. Like, as soon as we can do stuff, and as soon as, like, I can hang out and, like, have a beer at a bar or something, my bank account is just going to shoot straight down. Like, I think I'm going (laughs) to, like, the first day, I'm going to probably go bowling. I might go golfing. Then I'm going to go to a bar. (laughs) Then I'm going to buy something that I shouldn't buy because I'm just so happy. And I think I'll probably spend like 500 bucks that first day. We can actually go do something. Just blow it out, man. Just blow it out. Like I'm saving a whole bunch of money. All I'm buying is food and gas right now. Yeah. I spent 
like a hundred bucks today, just piling up on some stuff. Mm -hmm. Grocery stores are doing a little bit better in St. Louis. It's still not great, but uh, every time I walk into a Walmart, I just feel like I'm I'm gonna die of Corona. So, dude, it's absolute madhouse. Like, well, Cape Girardeau doesn't have as many grocery stores as St. Louis does, so you would think maybe that it wouldn't be as bad. But it, I mean. And I hear the same stupid jokes every single day still. And it's not even like Corona jokes anymore because I don't think people are actually making fun of it as much now. But just these like these dad jokes from these men that are just like, oh, blah, 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 and making these stupid comments. And I just hate every single one of them. Like, just get out of my face. Get away from me and don't talk to me. Because first of all, I'm not happy that I'm working. Second of all, everyone in their moms are buying beer right now because all the bars are closed so we're super packed i'm busting mm. my balls and i gotta train this stupid kid so <laughs> whoa come on that's no. a potential listener no man. i don't i hope he doesn't <laughs> listen to any of these I'll, I'll make fun of him all day the guy first day of work we're a beer company doesn't know a single beer that we have doesn't drink really at all I had to but tell him that might... we are Miller Coors Company and that we like that's our biggest thing. And yeah, he, he just he can't catch on to anything I tell him and it's so frustrating. Maybe he's a quick learner. He doesn't know a lot early on. This dude is learner. he's got freaking hamster wheels in his head going on all, at all times. Like he just can't. I, I don't understand it at all. <laughs> he's been helpful a little bit this week, but not much. So. Well, man, I hope you I hope you survive. Yeah, we'll try. All right, all right. You want to jump over? This might be the most important segment that we do for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Since we're all stuck at home and doing social distancing and stuff, at all our end of the week shows are Thursday slash Friday, whatever day we're yeah. able to get it done. We always end every show with your movie recommendations of the week. And again, I can't think of a better segment to help you guys social distance than this one right here. So, Nick, do you want to go first? Yeah, I will go first, actually. Uh, me and yep. the girly have been watching a throwback. It's uh, Dane Cook's Torgasm. So it's like right oh after he God. got famous, and it's like a, it's a mini doc series thing. I think there's like eight episodes. So he does 20... Um, 20 what stand-up things in 30 days and they kind of go on a bus and fly a couple times but mainly on bus with uh three other comedians and um i mean it's pretty funny they 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 tell their jokes and it's kind of funny but it's mainly just them traveling around and i mean dane cook was entertaining back in the day like no other um they still had to yeah like phones, 2000 like terrible like, 2009 yeah um they had flip phones bell bottom jeans all that kind of stuff it seemed like and uh i mean i I was a big dane cook fan back in the day but um it just kind of was surreal to kind of go back at that time and you know hear some of their jokes that you can't tell anymore like that kind of stuff see all that old technology um and just kind of see things that were like easy like i feel like now if i watch something i'm like oh you can't do that anymore we have corona like so <laughs> all right throwing some dc in there all right yeah. all right my movie recommendation of the week is tiger king murder mayhem and madness 
Hey, this just dropped on Netflix. It involves a zookeeper, tigers, hire for murder. If you get one look at this dude, you're going to be in on this documentary. Okay, this is a true story. All right. I'm going to watch this over the weekend. Nick, I hope you can try and watch it over the weekend. And I want to do a like review, a breakdown of this on the Monday episode. Fair enough. I just saw it like so, on my Facebook thing right before. Yeah. So. so this is a movie recommendation for something I have not watched yet. And I cannot wait to watch this. I have the day off tomorrow. I'm going to be diving into it. And yeah, I want to I want to dive into the details of the show next week. So get your Netflix app open and watch this thing before you listen to the next show. Or listen to the next show and just get some yep. stuff spoiled for you. I think it's going to be a wild ride. Like I said, this dude looks I mean, I don't even know how to put it, man. He looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter that instead of being a bounty hunter became dog the he became dog the zookeeper but on more drugs tiger the zookeeper because he's not a dog that just doesn't man it doesn't work man but he is tiger king tiger king the zookeeper it looks it looked nuts i'm hoping it's really good i hope it lives up to the hype that i have kind of given it (laughs) but i've seen some stuff on twitter about too like i'm excited to get into this but yeah so watch it and you can listen to us talk about it some on the next show. Okay. I, so now. Oh, I had no, a couple good. things before. I don't know if we'll end it or not, but um, have mm-hmm. you seen the the top 64 um, college player uh, bracket? No. For basketball. Um, I have not. Very, very, very frustrating to look at it because they have like all the newer people at lower seeds and the older people at higher seeds kind of weird like i said um and women athlete not just men um so uh britney griner and a couple of those star uh wmba players yeah um are in it too so um i was looking through it and oh. your boy so it's like professional? Huh? it's professional no it's college best college like career oh athlete. oh i I get okay. I get what you're saying. Um, now. Just example like Kimball Walker, JJ Redick were all like actually terrible seats, and I'm like JJ Walker, not JJ, JJ Redick, JJ Walker, JJ Redick was one of the greatest college basketball players of all time, and he was like a 13 seed. Yeah. Um. So the one I was, I mean, this is just an unlucky draw, but Doug McDermott where, got hey, Bill where, Russell. Where was uh, where was LeBron? Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> take a gander yeah, at it, true. though. It's kind of it, it's amusing to see, but like I said, it will frustrate you, Tana. And I, where where was this at? Just look it up online. Can you can you post it on the on the four hundred one account? Might be able to put it I out can. there for the people to I'm see. Sure Scre- I can. Screenshot it, screenshot it, and put it out there for the people to see. That'll go well with our little intro song we had for this so i mean obviously if you're this far in the show you heard the intro but i just kind of want to put together a little thing a little something something because i know we're all struggling through this time without any march madness so i gave us a little march madness without intro. anything so. no hockey no basketball no golf no the most important thing right now is we don't have march yeah. madness like that is the most troublesome like i planned on just driving home all day yesterday 
10 hour drive watching March Madness. Like that's all I wanted in life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, it's a tough, it's a tough time. Last thing. So I was listening to ESPN radio here in St. Louis and uh, just kind of like, Oh, what's, what's going on here. I want to kind of hear what's going, you know, what they're talking about with no sports going on. And Dan Mm -hmm. McLaughlin was on just, you know, being truthful, being real, telling some stories, like not like, you know, announcing like a baseball game and like being fake like you're just being true telling some stories and you know obviously they ask a cliche like what's your favorite moment of like broadcasting and all that and i mean dan mclaughlin has been doing it for a while now so i mean i'm sure there's a lot of great moments that yeah (laughs) i'm sure there's a lot of great moments that come to his head and he just kind of reminded me of when um Matt Holiday was here and he's like one of the greatest memories is you know we knew Matt Holiday wasn't coming back and he was kind of hurt and we were trying to find you know some times to get him you know like a, a last AB or something or a pinch run just kind of give him a standing ovation from the Cardinals and he's like he, he you know we got him that bat though what do you like break his thumb or something weird I can't remember that year um, yeah I, don't I, I feel it. like he like broke his hand or something um, and, you know, his timing was way off. He, like, swung and missed at these two pitches, like, really bad. Like, it looked terrible. And then he just goes, like, I'm pretty sure he went Apo Taco, which Matt Holiday yeah. has some great Apo Tacos, honestly, in his career. Um, and he's just, mm-hmm. like, he's he, like, almost started crying on the air. He's, like, that guy, I miss him so much. He was, like, one of the greatest guys I've ever met in my life. And just kind of thinking back and, like, Matt Holiday, yeah, was – one of our biggest signings and like contract wise, but I feel like he was like, he panned out so well and it just kind of went perfect with our organization. Like, yeah, you don't think about that though. Like, you know, every day and maybe this is a time to kind of reminisce and, you know, go back and look at some of these players that you're just like, wow, that actually worked out really good. I mean, don't go too far back, but I mean, my Matt Holiday is one of my all-time favorite Cardinals. Yeah. Like, he's one of my favorite players in baseball. Like, I idolized him when I was playing. I idolized him. I'm obviously, not his fielding, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. I yeah. idolized him so much. I actually felt like him in the outfield. I got moved to outfield very late in my career, and I just like <laughs> I looked as comfortable getting yeah. a fly ball as Matt Holiday. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah but idolized- you see, like, I don't mean. Like you just knew kind of Matt Holiday just looking at him like he prepared himself probably better than any other player in the MLB. He, I mean, he was jacked throughout his whole career. Um, yeah, forearms exactly. the size of my like the size just, of my watch. Yeah, I mean, it. You know, you just kind of look back, and I loved hearing that story though. And you know, he was also telling about the Albert Pujols returning last year and stuff like that. And it's just so surreal. And we only know, like, partial of what these players actually did for the community. Everyone kind of knows what Albert mm-hmm. Pujols did. But, you know, Matt Holiday still a very big advocate of, you know, giving back to the community and all that stuff. So, Hall of Famer? I was just about to ask you that. Yes. Like, I I would be completely biased when I say he is. So, I, I, I don't know if I'm the right guy. I would... I would say not – I don't – it's going to be really close. 
I think the way he carried a whole organization in Colorado pretty much on his back, and that that Colorado organization was nothing before him until they got Tulowitzki and and him and um, your favorite uh, DJ what is it DJ uh, DJ LeMahieu it seemed like Matt Holiday how was he was not my he was not I think my he favorite rookie year you, you loved also. Him, but. LeMahieu was way know, past Holiday. I know, but it just Holiday. seemed to all start with Matt. Holiday. I was a, I was a big, I was a big too low because guy. Like, I mean, what did they have before Matt Holiday? I'm not going to put you on the spot to think about this, but like, just in general, honestly, as an organization, I don't think even people took Colorado yeah. seriously. Um, well, Larry, Larry Walker, Larry yeah. Walker, but then he, I mean, how long? I don't think no, he was I, there for that well, long, was he? I, the Colorado teams I remember were. Like with Matt mm-hmm. Holiday, and you then you had Tulo and Jeff Francis, Brandon Fogg, of course Todd yeah. Helton, man. Like, yeah, those that was a really fun team to yeah, watch back. It then, was. Man. Here's listen to these. I'm gonna roll through these batting averages. Started 2004, 290, 307, 326, 340, 321, 313, 286, 353. That had to be yeah. a shortened season. Oh, that was 2009 split. Okay, so he batted 253 in 63 games with the Cardinals once he got mm-hmm. traded over. And then we go back to full seasons, 312, 296, 295, 300. And then you start seeing a little bit of decline, yeah. 272, 279. And then, then he bottoms out in his career. So, I mean, just an absolute amazing career. Now, he was never – an extreme home run guy. He had two two years over thirty home runs, both in Colorado. Um, he had what one, yeah, two, but three. He had five years over a hundred RBIs, but like he was, he was never an extreme power guy, but always drove some runs in. And man, that batting yeah. average though, just I mean, always right around three hundred. If he hit that close. ball, it was a frozen rope, and the chances of it getting caught were. Not that great, honestly, because that thing just zipped either over your head or it just sank in your cycle. Now it's a gapper. So, career two ninety nine hitter. Yeah, That's it really is. Impressive. Um, did he kind? Of, I can't even really. I remember kind of his batting stance was he kind of like a Scotty Rowland kind of batting stance. I can't even remember. No. Was he straight up more? So his bat actually laid like flat, if not down a little bit. So he like kind of stood straight up, and then bat like behind the ear, but it was kind of flat. A full if not, like I said, dipping a little seeds, bit. A mouthful of sunflower seeds at all time. <laughs> yeah, high leg click, high leg kick, and then that just massive ass forearm coming through, destroying that ball. At well, that just made me happy just talking about him. So let's end it on this, man. Um, if anyone yeah. else has a you know like a player or something in an organization that they love and. Maybe not as appreciated. I know Matt Holiday is appreciated, but just kind of let us know. Talk to us. Well, you know, we were talking about, you know, I was, or at least I was talking about doing some brackets and stuff, man. Maybe we should do a bracket of like our favorite Cardinal players or something. I mean, we can't put like, like a field of Bob Gibson in there because well, I, I feel like, like her, uh, Stan Musial because I'm everyone. I feel like it's got to be like okay, non well, like, great. If you would. If you let me finish what I was going to say. All right, finish. Jen Jen does this every day to me, I swear. (laughs) Well, luckily we only do this twice. I was going to say, 
Because <laughs> then you'd be calling me calling me your but girlfriend. Only, <laughs> only team or only players you've watched. Okay. Like so you have to you would have had to have seen them play for them to qualify for this, but like a bracket of like sixteen or something. I think that yeah. could that could be fun. I like it. All right. Another actually I just thought about this too. Um kind of funny show is the uh, the Bush family show on uh, MTV. Just give it a, give it a go if you want a little chuckle. So and see how wealthy people Bush live. Family. All right, let's All go. Right. Oh, you wanna hear you, you wanna hear a funny story oh, real man, quick? What is it? <laughs> so me and Jen we were on vacation. Jen and right? Juice. Dude. Yeah. In bed by like nine o'clock every night. It was our last night at the beach. Still in bed by nine o'clock watching Shark Tank. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, that's not really like <laughs> funny, but it's uh, hey, give me a little chuckle. Yeah, little you made chuckle. you laugh. Yeah, you never said it was going to be like hilarious, but it is kind of funny. Also, man, I haven't watched Shark Tank in a while. I still love that is show. It, is it new people now? Like A Rod's on it, isn't he? I don't know. I'm assuming these were some reruns, but this had uh, this had your usual cast. Um, God, I, I'm not going to remember all their names, so I'm not going to go through it. But it had one new the, uh, lady on there that I did not JC Penny. I didn't know QVC, QVC, Boo guy, Dallas Mavericks owner. What? No, and, uh, that's uh, Mark. Oh, yeah. So I don't really know. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, quit wire head. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We will be back Monday with a fresh new episode of the 401. We appreciate everyone for stopping by. And, uh, hey, you know, self-quarantine. Stay Missouri's safe out there, good. right? Uh, that's a good good sign. Yeah. Hey, let's keep Unless it up. Let's Tanner dominate. spreads it from Florida, dummy. <laughs> 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 hey, we did everything in our power to like be very. Am I gonna get through there, this so. microphone? Is that how it works? Oh, I believe it is. Yeah, I believe that's actually I the highest rate yeah, to get it. Like, is uh, it mutated so well that it it goes through audio now. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the line. It's on the, the airwaves. Right. See you, Tanner. <laughs> Deep in the rango, got the crib on phones and the mango. I bought my mama a Range Rover.